Hello, and welcome back to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host and Commissioner Patrick Polk, and I'm again here with the bad penny who won't go away, my lovely roommate, wife, and mother of my child, Jennifer Murphy. Say hello, Jen. It's just because no one wants to come and record with you, apparently. I know. All your offers have been rejected. No one loves me or the podcast is what I have learned painfully and slowly over the weeks. So for uh, everybody listening, it's been a while since we released a podcast. Would you like to tell them about the terrible things that happened and how many times we've recorded a podcast in the past week? Yes, I will. So we didn't have a podcast release last week. We did record a podcast last week. In fact, we recorded 1.9 podcasts last week, I'd say. Um, We got... Almost all the way through recording a podcast, and then we realized that it stopped recording like a quarter of the way in. So and I think c- it's a pretty solid one, too. Yeah, it was definitely way better than our r- second attempt of the week, which we did record, but we recorded it on Thursday night, and I didn't have the energy to edit it the same night, and I know that most people only listen to the podcast when they are going to work. So there's really no time to edit it and release it before the game started, and so I didn't do it, and I'm sorry. So there is a phantom episode on the hard drive that will never be released, and I'm sorry. I'm sure you you missed out. I missed out. Or I'm the talking. Listeners I'm out. talking to the listeners, obviously. Well, there's a pause. There's a. I was waiting for some sort of feedback. You know, it's a back and forth conversation. So anyway, welcome back. Sorry for the absence. I will try to be better in the future. We, I've made it my mission to record either on Tuesday or Wednesday every week. No more Thursday funny business. Um, although we did record on Wednesday last week. It just didn't work out. So, what did you miss last week? Not very much. Um, obviously, we talked about week two, and we did a preview of week three. And we had our bet. That's really the part that everyone cares about, I'm sure. And for your information, you didn't get our our crazy antics either time, but Jen won uh, the the week three bet. So she won week one and week three. I won week two. And did uh, we even have a bet week one? We had a bet. What was the bet? The bet was back rubs. No, week one. Week one was you are changing my logo. Oh, that's what it was. I was asking about week one. Yeah, I didn't hear the week one part. Yes, so. Jen has won back rubs during the football season because she just won, and she has won the right to change my logo for week 10 when we play each other again, and I won week two, which means that I get to choose a movie for us to watch together, and you know what, guys? I just saw Mother in theaters, and I think Jen would really hate it, so we should probably go see that. See, all of the po- the unreleased podcasts are blurring together, but I feel like I already made my feelings about horror movies clear to you during a podcast. Do I need to do that again? I'm not watching that movie. Oh, you would hate it and it would mess you up. See, it that's has the a thing. two I'm just, for two. I'm, I'm over being freaked out by movies. I have always hated horror movies and I avoided them for years and years, but Patrick loves them. So I decided to make a concerted effort. We, every year on Halloween, we watch some horror movies with Gary and Abby. It's been great fun, but I'm always fucked up for like a month afterwards. So, and I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I just, I, I'm over getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and being freaked out about like paranormal activity. So guys, 
listen, those listeners, please either email me directly or podcast at fancyfantasyfootball.com or uh, provide your feedback in the WhatsApp channel that's going on at all times and tell tell us uh, if you if you think I should have Jen watch a horror movie for our bet because uh, there was no restriction on our bet. Our bet was not, you know, the winner chooses a movie of the loser's preferred the genre. The restriction is common decency, you monster. I am so decent. It is absurd there, how decent I am. There are so many movies you want to watch and there are so many movies you want me to watch. Why? Why would you pick a horror movie? Because I never get to watch them. That's a better thing for the list. If any of you like horror movies, you can watch them with my husband. It would be so helpful to me. I would like that. <laughs> oh, that was kind of sad. Yeah. No, I am I'm, I'm actually sad about it. So anyway, you didn't miss much. I'm sorry for the missing episode. So let's go into it. It is already late. We are recording this Wednesday night. And this it's like Jen's bedtime. It is 9.47 p.m. as I speak. You got 13 minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Jen's presence in this episode will be minimal. So I better take advantage of her I might stay. valuable resource that she is. I'm a very valuable resource. Um, so... Week three happened. What's so funny about that? So true. Okay, Jen. Um, I mean, it didn't go great for me. So if you, if you want to laugh about it, go ahead. Um, interestingly, I was just we were just talking about the scores because Jen had to update her extensive spreadsheets. And uh, in week three, everyone who scored 100 points won, and everyone who scored under 100 points lost. So I'm telling you, it's the gold standard. It is the gold standard. And, you know, finally, finally, I feel like the season picked up a little bit in scoring. Um, 100 points games, Tim and I are now tied with two. Meg, Collins, Nick, Patrick, and Abby all have one. Casey, Gary, and Megan Murphy are still waiting to put one on the board. Uh, Nick is still leading the 100 points whatever race with 2600 point games overall uh, i am second with 24 who do you think is last pat casey johnson never gets old yes <laughs> uh guess how many he has so nick has 26 for reference for reference yes um we are in our fifth season there are 13 i almost said episodes because my mind is broken 13 games per season um I'm going to say, this is, a, this is really guessing, uh, he's had 10. I'm so impressed with your guess. Nine. Thank you. That's, Thank you. <laughs> Gary and I had 10 last season. <laughs> you didn't have to say it that way. I did, though. Oh, Jen. I'm just, I wanted to come on, the, I tried to get Casey to come on the podcast this week because I think he would be the best guess. I really just want to hear Casey's opinions about everything all the time. He's, he's a I great guy. I know. I, I know. I would like to talk to him more and maybe shove a microphone in his face as he right, does so. See, but he really shut that down. He did. He did not pretend to have any interest in like he. he but he was like self-deprecating, which is not how I think of Casey as normally being. Like he was like, no, I won't be any good. But is it really that he like has serious privacy concerns? I think it is. Here's what I think. I think it is primarily privacy. And also actual self, not not self-deprecating humor, not like stylish or like for show self-deprecation, but genuine like self-deprecation. Yes. Like he, he genuinely is like, no, I'd be terrible. Don't do it. That's what I think. Does he not know how much we enjoy his he, thoughts? He obviously does not realize our appreciation and the public's appreciation and the public's right to hear his voice. But seriously, though, 
what are his privacy concerns with this podcast that is listened to by 10 people? He said... Not even 10 people, almost, like five people. Almost a direct quote was like, I don't think I should be broadcast nationally, which is very funny because, as you said, like literally maybe at most like seven people have listened to a given episode. And second of all, technically it's global because it's the internet. We don't like... Like people in Russia it doesn't, could be... It doesn't stop at the borders yeah, of the US. People in Russia could be listening to this. Spies could be listening to this right now. Like what on earth? I mean, is it like an employment thing? Like he's afraid his employer's going to listen to his podcast and hear him drop an F-bomb and be like, you are unprofessional, sir. I don't think so. No. No, I don't think so. Huh. Anyway, whatever. So, Casey should come on everyone should come on i really wanted remember it was I like i think you're gonna have to start calling people yeah we had a thing where we were gonna have everyone come on once during the off season and that fizzled out too i blame you <laughs> i've tried so hard i know you do ask people and then they sometimes don't and i have these sweet microphones i know i think you i think you just need to be like i think people are all like all think it's a genuinely good idea and then you just need to like set a concrete time yeah um we have to back up a little bit because i believe gary gave us a hard time for me not continuing the segment that i said that i would continue which is what are you drinking patrick well on my left is a glass of cool crisp water in pat's glass it says love for you and there's a stainless steel straw that is a video game reference just in case anyone thought we were gross the love for you part all all, everything every (laughs) word i said was true your name is not a video game reference and the straw wasn't a reference. Right. Anyway, yes, Love For You is a video game reference, but every word I spoke was true. It is a glass. It says Pat's glass, Love For You. And there's a stainless steel straw, and it's filled with water. On the right is New Glarus Cranbic 2016. They're seasonal. Uh, that is a cranberry lambic, presumably. Um, it is their like fancy red and gold label with the thumbprint, which was what they did with their apple ale, which is really good. Uh, but when we went back to get more of it for like the 10th time, they did not have apple ale anymore and they had cranbic. And well, it's... What would you rate the cranbic out of 10? Well, having started, open this one um, after not had it, having it for a while, it is better than I remembered. It was, I remember it being a disappointment compared to the apple ale. So I would have thought it was lower, but you know, it's still pretty solid. So I'd give it like a seven. That's a really high score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too, a little too sweet for me. Yeah, but there's some tartness. But I feel like it does taste a little bit more like beer than the apple ale does, which gives it some points back. Oh, no, but the apple ale tastes more like beer than a lot of apple ciders and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because they're not beer. Yeah, I, I think the apple ale really pulls it off. It's a really good balance, I think. No, I mean, it's tasty anyway. All right. And Jen, what are you drinking? And let me just go over here and plug my nose as you talk about it because it's disgusting i'm drinking kombucha my favorite brand of kombucha which has the lame name of a brew doctor but i like them because they do not add juice it's just tea so it's not as sweet as others anyway i know you hate it i'm drinking clear mind specifically which is uh looks like green tea with rosemary peppermint sage dandelion root it's just delicious it's disgusting and literally makes me gag when I smell it. One time I smelled it in the car and I thought he was going to divorce me. <laughs> I threatened that she may never drink it in the car while I'm in the car. It was again. my car also. I didn't spill it in his car. I think you did spill it in my car also. 
I've smelled kombucha in more than one car. Yes. It doesn't like leave a smell, by the way. It doesn't even really smell that strong. It smells awful. Patrick doesn't like fermented things. I don't. Ugh. Do you like any fermented things? Other than actual booze? No. Yeah, I'm trying to... I can't... Like, you don't like kimchi. You don't like pickles. Fermented garlic is literally the... Pickled garlic. That was just pickled garlic. That wasn't... It's the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. You don't like sauerkraut? Don't like sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah, not your thing. Not my thing. Anyway... So right now that we've established what we're drinking, um, I believe we were talking about week three hundred, and you said that it was a low week. And actually, I feel really bad no. because Nicholas asked if this was low scoring overall, and I was like, "Oh, we talked about that in the pod," and then we never released the pod. Um, so the average was—I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like eighty-eight. That sounds right to me. Um. Did I somehow not save my spreadsheet? Because, okay, good. Whew, I had two versions of it open. Uh, it it was 87 and now it's 90, um, which is the, is the same as our season average in 2013 and 2014. But 2015, we were averaging 95 points a game. And then last year, we were averaging 104 points a game. So it, I mean, it's a pretty sick 14 points is a really significant difference from last year. So it, it, I think it does feel low scoring. Less so this week. Yeah, I, it was a good week, but overall the season is down. And I and again, I'm in three leagues, and scoring is down in all three leagues. It's like a low-scoring season, I think. Um, but yeah, still, way to, way to improve it, guys. And maybe the NFL will start scoring more points as well. It was, a, it was a very entertaining Sunday afternoon of games. Like, a lot of games came down to the wire, and that was cool. So, it was a good week for... The actual games. And you know what, Jen? It was a good week for free speech in the NFL as well. Oh, my gosh. That's right. I almost forgot we weren't going to talk about it. If I, well, I mean, thank goodness you brought it up. That sentence was very coherent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had forgotten. Yeah, so, like, obviously, I knew about the Kaepernick thing. I think it's continued to surprise me that he's not playing because I thought he was a pretty good quarterback. So it's kind of mind-boggling to me that he would get, like, blacklisted over this in a league that like absolutely doesn't give a shit about people like beating their significant others and being arrested and strangling their pregnant significant others in the case of your player i don't want to talk about it what yeah that's your boy you just said domestic violence before strangling pregnant girlfriend oh my god um where do you go from there uh yeah so but you know he's gonna get to play all season and meanwhile colin kaepernick and his like respectful peaceful protest is a problem to the point where they won't even have him play uh and donating millions to charity yeah he's he's, he seems like a righteous dude all around i think anyone who's listening to this probably follows enough current events to know what happened but like basically trump went after Kaepernick because he saw that as like an easy rallying cry in Alabama in Alabama and then like expanded his criticism and then the NFL was like fuck you that happened um I asked this question on the thread and did not get a satisfying answer who like so yes I I understand that whole teams did not go on the field but like what I was wanting to know is who the single highest profile player 
took a knee was because it seemed to me like a lot of the biggest players like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers like did like a pseudo supportive move like put their arms around their teammates but didn't actually take a knee um so I was curious who actually did and like what you know if that'll if there's going to be fallout for that or not so I wanted to know like even you know obviously you can't necessarily give me a definitive answer because it's an opinion thing but like who are some of the most high profile um yeah it's as i expressed when we talked about it in person um you know it's because there's like a continuum of responses like not not everyone kneeled um a lot of people were arm in arm with their whole team and things like that uh and and three whole teams stayed in their locker room or the tunnel and didn't come onto the field so if you are only caring about people who specifically kneeled or sat or somehow were out there stretching, but not. Yep, exactly. So I would say probably LaShawn McCoy was the highest profile. He's still one of the league's best running backs and he was, he, he was kneeling for a part of it and then did stretches. Um, I would say Mike Evans, the wide receiver, he was kneeling. He's a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know. Is any of this expected to continue into this week, or is it was it just like a one-week thing? I think there will be more than usual. I don't think it'll be as much as last week, um, but I think there will be still more protesting and other demonstrations on the field uh, moving forward, if I had to guess. I was listening to The Daily, which I know you listen to too, and they were saying that uh, the NFL is more conservative than other sports that like other sports are the players are often more political like basketball in particular there have been a number of players who have come out and said political things and football is different is it just because like rednecks and like people that like football I think there's a few reasons I think yeah part of it is just the popularity and the fan base and yeah and you know yeah like the the south and things like that you know football is really big in texas and the south and everything so is racism yep exactly but i also think it it is just a, a league culture thing as i said it's it is more conservative like even just like play calling is more conservative in the nfl than in like the nba like it 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 is slower to change like what the popular coaching tactics are and things like that it's less innovative um I think part of that is because it is much higher stakes financially, um, although that gap is decreasing. So people don't want to go out on a limb when Weird there's a lot of money Weird theory slash question is, could some of it potentially be like, it? my perception is that superstars are different in the NFL and the NBA, like because the NBA is, you know, it's a f- like five people on the court at once and you have like, obviously there are big players in the NFL, but I feel like players in the NBA that are really good are like single-handedly carrying their teams sometimes whereas in the nfl like even if you have an amazing quarterback if they're on a shitty team it does nothing so like there's a little and then there's tons of like really good players on football teams who i like not that i'm the gold standard for following the nfl but like i don't a lot of people just don't even know who they are like you only know some of these like like throughout the entire league there are only a handful of people that even are considered the level of I don't know if this makes sense. I just feel like I wonder if they, if they even have as much of a platform. I was going to get to that point. Yes, I do. I do think that is one of the factors. Um, it is like, first of all, just yes, just based on profile, like the NBA is by far the biggest like superstar league, like star powered. And that really um, 
accelerated a lot during the Michael Jordan era uh, and, and has Famously continued Famously not political. Then. Yes, yes, very much so. And, uh, and he, his, his famous line is, Republicans buy sneakers too. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, basketball is five players. The players are higher profile. And just on a psychological level, you know, people can sit courtside at a basketball game. There isn't a helmet obscuring their faces. Like people are like basketball stars are just more recognizable. They're more physically exposed. They're more, their faces are out there more. Um, and so, yes, they, it is because of that. I think they are more free to express themselves and like their brand is more on their actual identity in, uh, overall. How do you, I'm really going far afield. Um, but like, how do you feel like that ties into the other, current nfl controversy right now about like concussions and the fact that like football players are just treated as like giants super athlete man cogs in the nfl machine and aren't like like they kind of blatantly don't give a fuck that they're destroying their brains yeah i think it's related i don't i haven't thought about that connection as much but but yeah you know it is easier to dehumanize football players because they're these like giant behemoths in pads and helmets that you don't really see their faces and you don't see their pain and you don't you know they're not out in the public eye as much so it's probably easier to distance yourself psychologically from the the damage that is done um so i i would say that probably makes sense as well there's actually a uh thing i've just saw the headline i haven't read the article one of them is on the ringer um but I believe it was Boston University has possibly developed a method to detect CTE in living patients for the first time. And that would really revolutionize um, like head trauma in sports. Huh. I read something. It might have been a tweet. Full disclosure. Uh, I really know now that I'm remembering it was definitely a tweet from like a scrawny journalist talking about how he... uh, doesn't like NFL the NFL as much because like in his theory is that they've just gotten like too it's become like too big and physical like they've like broken like the players are so athletic now that they've like broken the game I don't think that makes sense I don't know I haven't read the tweet or know which journalist you're talking about but like it's true in every sport especially particularly basketball and football like the athleticism has just continued to increase over the years um and so like current basketball players are also physical freaks compared to what they used to be uh so i don't i don't think personally that it would make that much sense of course it is a more violent sport and i've heard people talk about just the the just based on speed and weight like force equals mass times acceleration like the the impacts between the players are necessarily going to be more powerful because the players are getting both larger and faster, which, you know, logically might not happen. Like you might think if someone gets bigger, they get slower, but because of the increased athleticism, um, they're getting both larger and faster. So definitely the force is increasing um, over the decades when they run into each other. And so it is becoming more dangerous because of that. But I don't think that the rate of like increased athleticism is is dramatically different between basketball and football yeah anyway sorry that was off the topic of the protest i just you know we, we went there um yeah like obviously the predictable response was like shut up and play football just like it always is when anyone in the public eye says something that people don't like i don't, I don't know stick to sports would be the refrain heard yeah most it's often. really awful like especially because like we're not talking about people who like 
got up on a stage on television and taught like it was at a fucking sporting event and it was a silent thing like I don't I mean I get some of them have probably done interviews like Kaepernick has but like I feel like barely it's like you know like you can't win because if you you know if you do an interview outside of the arena of sports, then people will be like, shut up, just get on the field. But then if you try to do a very like passive, non-invasive protest, like kneeling, they'll be like, shut up and play the game. Like you can't do it anywhere if you're one of these athletes. Especially because I feel like a lot of people that are saying that are like angry dudes over 50 on Facebook in their living room. Like shut up and just quietly be a slob. I don't know. Like stick to the couch yeah and there were a lot of like facebook videos like i saw tweets of a montage of facebook videos of people like burning jerseys burning season tickets like you know i've been a fan for like tape outline of jerseys outside a bar like like bodies yeah like Like, super fucked up yep people are dumb that is the conclusion to this yeah we probably should not turn this into a podcast about how people are dumb hey guys don't be racist Oh my god. Don't don't have cops kill black people. I know. It's crazy. Uh, well, that I don't this know. This is why I, Casey won't be on the podcast. I know this is why Casey won't be on the podcast. He was going to work for um of government agency that deals with Oh my god, Casey. Anyway, uh I I I almost don't want to admit this because I don't feel like I know enough about it and I also feel like I don't know. Anyway, I like was like kind of moved by it. The protests? Yeah. Especially the teams that didn't take the field. Yeah, I thought that was it was good. Um, I, the teams that, like, some of them did stuff and the others didn't actually really bummed me out. Yeah. There was one game where neither team came out during the national anthem. So, yeah. they, so they sang the national anthem with neither team on the field. Yeah, like, I was, I was very moved by the teams that all did the same thing, basically. Like, that, like, talked about it and we're like this is how we want to appropriately like this is how we want to respond the teams were like some people kneeled and then like some people were standing there or, or like for some reason the half measure like annoyed me and i guess tom brady can't really do anything right as far as i'm concerned but like <laughs> tom fucking brady like i hate you so like the hey fact- tom brady is my starting quarterback and you need to that's my quarterback man that's my quarterback that's my quarterback <laughs> no i'm very that's happy my for quarterback. you in fantasy football but in real life i hate him um so yeah, those people that like we're showing solidarity by linking arms. Like, well, no. I mean, you could show solidarity by also protesting racism. And yeah, there's a lot of element. I mean, we could keep going. So like, a lot, sometimes the owners were on the field linking arms. Uh, you know, to be to have solidarity with the team, having solidarity with the protesters, but not actually protesting. But then there are 32 owners of NFL teams and none of them have hired Colin Kaepernick to be their quarterback or backup right. quarterback. Um, and a criticism that I've seen and heard on Pod Save America, I think, was, and also Twitter and also The Ringer, was that, um, and also The Washington Post, was that because it was this half measure of not actually kneeling and it was like it became a free speech slash solidarity issue as opposed to a black lives matter issue it like completely co-opted the entire protest and so it just became like you know we are a united front 
but it had nothing to do with the original protest. And so like the original sacrifice, I mean like Colin Kaepernick losing his multi-million dollar job um, because he decided to stand up for this issue of specifically the, you know, police killing black people, unarmed black citizens um, was like, is, is getting more and more lost and more and more distance as these owners just link arms with their teams and sand. And like on Monday night, um, the Cowboys team, including the owner, linked arms and kneeled before the national anthem and then stood up for the national anthem uh so like they kneeled briefly and they still got booze from the crowd it just it, the whole thing is absurd sometimes like so no always especially because like i just I, I don't understand how they're so effective at controlling the narrative and like making like it's like evangelical christians did you i don't know if you saw this there was like a poll that was like how much of a problem is it if the leader of the United States makes immoral choices and they were all like when Obama was president, like a huge ginormous problem, burn him at the stake. And then it's Trump. All of a sudden it was like, like it was like this massive shift. And they're like, I mean, it's fine. Basically, like they're really, really good at being like, it's about the fucking national anthem. Like it's not, it's not, it's not. It's about racism, period, done at like full stop. Like this is not about like respecting our troops which is what they keep saying. I actually was genuinely surprised when I heard that part because I, I mean, that's, like, I mean, that's their one, that's the one thing that they fall back on because they can say it's about racism and like when Trump says it's about respecting our troops and respecting the flag, it, you know, he is the guy who made fun of McCain for being captured at war and made fun and like mocked the Gold Star family and dodged the draft. Like the whole thing is absurd. Well, and like, like with the owner, like the the, the linking arms. Like, the fact that Trump was able to, like, support that, I think, shows what a half measure it was. That he was able to be like, yeah, I'm all for, like, team unity. Like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Standing good, kneeling bad. Like, he right, almost he right. almost had that exact word-for-word phrase, like a caveman. Yeah. No, no, I'm just, like, yes, racism. I feel... Uh, Guys? It's probably good that we're not going to Virginia for Thanksgiving. I feel like the person who's going to get the brunt of this is your parents because they're the closest people I know in real life to Trump supporters. I don't I don't like Donald Trump, guys. I don't like him. I don't yeah. like him. It's not, not great. Anyway, fantasy football. Fantasy football. Fantasy football. Week three, we had five winners and five non-winners. As is often the case. Let's not call us losers. Except in the improbable tie. Um well, I think we should kind of run through these on the quicker side. Did you have a least exciting matchup of the week? Interestingly, none of the matches were even remotely close. <laughs> um, so I don't really have a preference. Like the closest match was 103 to 86. That's wow. Not very close, Jen. No. Um, there was a 127 to 93. So there are like a couple of games that were around 20 and it goes up from there. All right. Well, then let's start with the highest scorer, which was Nick Spear. Nick Spear. I'm not a cooks. 127.2 to Jordy. I hope there are tapes. 93.7. That was both the individual high score of the week for Nick and the highest score of a non-winner for Annalisa. So it, yeah. is, it is certainly the highest score. Also, like it was like practically double Nick's previous high score. <laughs> His previous high score was in the 70s, I think. Um, yeah, so Nick looks like he's potentially back in a big way. Uh, this was a significant one because Annalisa was one of the remaining three teams that were undefeated. So he, he knocked one out there. Um, hey, one of us predicted this outcome. 
it was you, I guess. But I did not win the bet. Yeah. But I did predict Nick would win. I was betting Nick, on Nick, I had faith. I was betting on the bump. I had faith. Champ. Pat was betting on dragons, and I was betting on the bump bump. And I guess if you were like to think about who would win in a fight, a pregnant lady or a dragon, it would probably be a dragon. You the real MVP. You, you the real MVP. <laughs> it was actually, it was a big week for Meg Collins and Nick Spear, who last week we talked about, had kind of a bummer week. And now... Yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it. I know, about... they didn't hear it. So you, yeah. guys, you guys have no idea what we said about you. Last week, Jen and I comfortably beat Nick and Meg. But this week, Nick and Meg had the two high score week, scores of the week. So way to go. I think I was third. Okay, Jen. I'm good at football too. I, I can't believe you made that about you. Like that is a parody of someone who has to make something about themselves. I think I make fantasy football talk about me a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> my point was my point was that Nick and Meg were down last week and they're up this week. And Jen's like, I did well too. Well, yeah, there's no you can't, excuse. Yeah, no, you I really apologize. I, I apologize. I do you have any? I'm not going to go through the individual. We no, are, I mean, like, unless I think we're at a half hour. Yeah, I think unless there's something like super notable to point out um, that we shouldn't really break it down beyond just like, you know, any big. Here's, here's what I'll say. Nick had four players above 20 and no one else above seven. <laughs> so that's that's noteworthy. Sure. Yeah. Um, Meg or Nick played on Elisa and now they are tied in their matchups four and four so there you go two titans of the league all tied up indeed let's move on to the battle of the megs the next high scoring match meg beat meg so congratulations meg, meg. meg as she has six of the nine times they have faced off see the joke was that i didn't clarify which was which i know meg collins beat megan murphy and meg collins Scored 123.3. You know what? She would have had 129.3 if she didn't start any defense. Her defense. My is defense it, also scored negative really, six. It's really, really rough when you have that happen. I looked Not at our great. rules. The lowest theoretical score for a defense is negative 12. Oh, well, there you go. Um, if you give up like more than 50 points and more than 500 yards and don't have any sacks or interceptions or fumble recoveries or touchdowns or safeties... Then you get negative 12. So negative six is just tremendously bad. Want to know something kind of fun about Megan Murphy's stats right now? Yes, I do want to know something kind of fun. I think I interrupted you a little too soon. It's okay. Uh, she currently has, as she did last week, not that I even heard it, the least points against uh, all time. And now after this week, she has... Oh, no, now after this week, actually, Annalisa does. But Megan has 4,999.8 points against. And I thought she was the last person below 5,000, but she's not. So the whole thing is ruined. Anyway. All right. I feel well, like Annalisa, you kind of led me astray there. I did, you but had it was me, so fun. 4,999. You were my horse to the water. Yeah. Like and she it was, was all dried up. She was going to join the 5,000 club no matter what. Um, yeah. So I guess Annalisa stole back the crown of least points against, thanks to Meg Collins's monster performance you know who 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 clearly must be storming up the list of least points against is jennifer murphy actually i'm second in most points against all time but you're making this up, season you're making up ground on everyone it's true we'll, we'll get there we'll get there will we we probably will get there before i go to bed maybe all right so any other comments on meg versus meg besides just interrupting me as i was talking about uh, not success? really uh yeah no mm-hmm 
Okay. Congratulations, Megs. <laughs> now we're getting into hazy territory. What counts as a high score? I'll just go by the highest scoring winner. So then we've got Jennifer Murphy, 109.1 over Casey Johnson, still winning the popular vote. Oh, by the way, Tammany Tigers um, for Jen. 109.1 to 57.7. Not... It's not a lot of points, Casey. A terribly close match. Um, I enjoyed it because it didn't stress me out. And we all know that's what I care about. Uh, Casey, his season low in 2013 was 56. His season low in 2014 was 61. His season low in 2015 was 59. So he's right in that range. His season low in 2016 was 54. Um so he's nuzzling up against his right, usual low score. Hopefully this is the low point and it's all part of a rebound. He has some issues. He I he has texted me and WhatsApped me. Casey Johnson, not a fan of his team. He's not happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's not going well because I don't know anything about football really when it comes down to it. Uh, but it does seem like there's something going on. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the number one thing is when the number one overall pick gets injured. Oh, that's right. right. That happens to him. That, like, just. It kills your season. And it's really unfortunate for Casey in particular because, like, it's kind of become a joke that he has kind of not done that great. And, like, to have someone go out right at the beginning of the season as opposed to, like, halfway through where it's like, no, I was doing fine. And then. Jen, who would be the number one perpetrator of joking about Casey Johnson not doing great? Oh, me, obviously. And you're, it's it's kind of too bad that Ka- there's a joke about Casey not doing that great. No, I'm saying it's too bad, given that there is a joke about Casey doing that great, that the timing of his player getting injured feeds into that. It's too bad when that it really wasn't his fun- fault. Too bad that you've been mercilessly making fun of him, and you will continue to do so. Is that too bad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey. I'm sure things will turn around. He's still winning the popular vote. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's only because I know he doesn't care and can take it. He is the Hillary Clinton of our league, according oh. to his team name. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. So do, how do you want to... Yeah, obviously, I'm no, sure you have... I think he's Trump just saying that he's still winning the popular vote. No, the point is you won the popular vote, but you're losing. 100% he's oh, Hillary. Oh, yeah, because his team's not doing well. Well, he, was, 100- he had all Trump jokes, so I thought this was still a Trump joke. Yeah, I get it now. I'm silently shaking my head. It doesn't All right. Come well, we've talked well. about Nick's game. We've talked about my game, so we can give you the update on my made-up nemesis situation. Uh, Nick has sixty-four more points than me overall. I made up a decent amount of ground last week and then lost some this week. So, you know, bummer alert. In contrast to Nick, who had some super high scores and really low scores, he only had two people who weren't in double digits. Congratulations, Jen. Very well-rounded. Thank you. That's what you go for, right? I read that Dave Barry draft article before Matthew first Barry. season. Matthew Dave Barry's Barry. a humor columnist. Whatever. <laughs> I read it, and he was like, consistency. It doesn't do you any good if you have one person that goes off like nuts every once in a while. You need to get to the playoffs. That's uh, not true. If you have a bunch of consistent players and a wild card, I don't think I don't think that is a, true as a blanket statement. And I am more of an expert than... Um, talented Mr. Roto. That's what I have to say. He's really annoying, actually. I can't read his stuff anymore because he makes me so angry. How'd you like his book, Jen? I did read his book. That's right. Uh, yeah, he was annoying in that, too. Anyway. Um, what I was going to tell you guys, let's see, what was it? 
oh right you wanted to make fun of me because I have so few points against it is true I have 197 points against which is a lot less than even second place which is 239 so it's like is that that's in so it's like 10 points per week right that's in three weeks that that's the case which is kind of crazy uh, yeah, so it's more, it's like, yeah, like 13 points per week less than the second fewest points against. But in my defense. You played against me. I also have the second most points overall. So it's not like I'm doing that thing where like I have middle of the league numbers for my points for, but then really no low numbers points against. And therefore like I'm in first place, even though I haven't done that well. Like, Jen, I'm starting to think that your analysis is a little bit egocentric. I just am very defensive. I know you just are. extraordinarily defensive. You're ready. You're ready to argue. I know. And I feel like if we didn't do this podcast, the only person who would know this about me is you. But now everybody knows. Nash- nationwide. I was going to say nationally. Yeah. And what's weird about it is like, especially since Lily, where I like haven't invested the same amount of time, there's like this enormous disconnect between how much I care about fantasy football and then, like, how much I, it sounds like I care. Like, before, I think they were much closer together. Like, I, I really put some effort in into, like, waiver wire. I mean, for me. Um, but, like, now I actually don't give a shit. And yet I still, like, want people to, like, think I'm good at it. Why? 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 This doesn't matter. It obviously matters, Jen. I don't think so. Okay, let's move anyway, on. Anyway, yeah, so. We are uh, 42 minutes into this podcast. Uh, also, I think, don't you have the most points? Oh, no, Megan Murphy has the, the most, second points most points against. She has a lot of points against. I mean, that's like a pretty massive difference. 197 versus 321. It's a very big difference. Uh, quick note on the standings, which are, it's kind of fun. The This doesn't always happen. Oh, I wonder why you're really happy with the standings right now, Jed. No, um, I was going to say that the top four teams in the standings are actually the top four teams in points and the middle three are actually the middle three and the last three are actually the last three. I think that's probably just because it's early in the season though, right? Like they're over time. Yeah, because it's self-sorting by, yeah. Because all ties are broken by By points points. scored. So yes, it is certainly because it is early going. All right, well, then not that interesting. Fine. I agree it is not that interesting. Uh, I think think i meant to tell you that abby now has a winning oh we haven't talked about abby we sure haven't because we've gotten through t- three games okay this isn't going well all right who's up abby ha, ha. versus me ha. Uh, abby now has an overall winning record and you have an overall losing record 28 to 27 abby 27 to 28 pat which i'm i'm sad to say because she really uh she wasn't very nice to you in that whatsapp jane pat she gloated a little bit she she definitely gloated. Final score one hundred seven point two. Young, scrappy, and hungry to seventy nine. Tired of winning. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say bump bump. You can say that. I think it's I think it's it's coming in strong for the beginning of the season. Yeah, well, when Todd Gurley scores thirty two points and your kicker scores nineteen points, it's it's easy to have a bump bump. I'm assuming you have feelings about this match, so I'm not going to give you any analysis because you, it's your your match, so you have more th- anyway. God damn it. It's, I'm tired. It went very poorly for me other than the fact that Tom Brady went psychotic. He was the high scorer of the entire week, and yet I had the second low score in the league. So that's not a good combination. I would have 
I told you this in person, but 79 just sounds really bad. You know what sounds better? 85. And I would have had 85 if I didn't start a defense. <laughs> you and my cons. I would have lost by a lot, but 85 just sounds a lot better. Yeah, I, I do think that like 80 is the line. Like, okay. Of respectable. Like, yeah. It wasn't a good week, but it wasn't a bad week. It, like you feel shitty if you win with like 85, but like if you lose with it, you don't feel like you put in a horrible performance. You don't feel the same way. No, I feel hurt by what all those words would mean applied to my game. Oh. But thank you. Thank <laughs> you for insensitively well, so here's the thing. describing the situation. Admittedly, we pay less attention to football while it's happening these days because of the one and a half year old that lives in our home with us. Um, are, you, there, are there other roommate? Our half roommate. Uh, but you didn't seem that upset. Is it? Did you win in your other leagues? I won in one yeah. this week. Oh, only one? Yeah, but I did have the highest scorer of the week oh, okay. for the third week in a row. So that was cushioning the blow. It was cushioning the blow, and like it was already, it was over very early. So I didn't have like, there's no chance to get my hopes up. Um, it was just a bad week in fancy. All right, so Tom Brady, we know can put up those numbers again. Abby's highest scorer was Gurley. Is that was that an anomaly for him, or is this a thing we're gonna see? That is always an anomaly for a running back. He is going crazy this year so far. And the Rams are doing way better than I expected so far. I do not expect him. Like, I would be surprised if he scored 30 points again for the rest of the season. It, that is a crazy score for him and for any running back. Speaking of the Rams, um, Abby paid 20 bucks for the Rams defense. What? You didn't know. No. Oh, I'm so glad this, this could happen on the air. Yeah, no, she did. That's at least 18 too many dollars. I don't i can't see it on my phone but i think there's a way for us to see if anybody else bid like i remember us looking at this last year you looked at it last year when casey bid all the dollars for justin tucker and there was like no bids on him because of course there weren't speaking of justin tucker uh gary dropped him oh shit yeah i know he but he have to pay to get him now because uh it's he hasn't cleared waivers but yes i know he i saw that he was available should i should i take him I mean, you'll have to outbid me. Where were you going? You were going to bid on him? I was considering it. He's the best kicker. Is it free agent auction summary or free agent auction report? I think report. The Rams do not appear on the free agent auction report. She paid $20 for the Bengals. She paid $20 to drop the Rams. Oh. And no one else bid on the Bengals. Still. Does your reaction change? Oh, wait. Um, sorry. Correction. Nick bid $1 on the Bengals. Well, there you go. A steal. $2 would have been enough to win. Remember when I said it would be eight, at least $18 too much? Who's my kicker? <laughs> Just a second. Oh, you don't know offhand? Is it Matt Bryant? It is Matt Bryant for Atlanta. So far this season, he's the number two scoring kicker. Oh my god, yeah, 12, 14, 14. That's pretty good. So I should not pick up Justin Tucker. You should not. All right, fine. He's yours. I love Justin Tucker. I like I should get him and just keep him on my bench. That's a good use of a bench spot. I have a spot because something happened to one of my players. Darren Sproles, injured reserve. He blew up, he broke his like wrist and then also the like a day later, like, oh yeah, also he tore his ACL. So just bad news bears. Anyway. So this is kind of fun. Um Tim added Blair Walsh and dropped 
Cairo Santos. Any thoughts? And because we don't have time, you can just say pass if you don't have any thoughts. No thoughts. Those uh, are kickers. Squad Save America, we talked about. He added Ryan Sukup, which is a different kicker, and dropped Justin Tucker. Six Bad bucks. move. Bad move. And way too much money. What is with these defense and kicker prices, people? Um, Because people know they didn't use their budget last year, so they're like, may as well. Uh, he also added Charles Clay for $7 and dropped Evan Ingram. Meh. He also added Duke Johnson Jr. and dropped Jamal Charles. Oh, poor Jamal Charles. Duke Johnson Jr. is owned in 99% of leagues. Yeah, I mean, I bet Jamal Charles is owned in like 75 plus percent of leagues. Um, 25. What? There you go. Uh, Abby, we already talked about. And I think that was it for the actual bidding. So, all right. Well, it wasn't as fun as I thought. Anyway, we were talking about someone's matchup. <laughs> Who we're, was it? We're finishing talking about Abby versus me. Last, your humiliating defeat. Thank you. Last but not least is Tim versus Gary. Punting Putin 103.6. Squad Save America 86.6. Tim goes to 2-1. and one. Gary drops to 0-3. And, and in Casey. Um, anything on that one? Hmm. Gary updated his loco and it's really good. Oh, let's take a look. Oh, yeah. Good job, oh, Gary. Wow, look at that. Super good. Super good. A-plus work. We don't have a league name. We do not. You know whose fault this is? Mine? Nick's. Nick's? Oh, because he didn't announce the theme early enough? Yes. See, you got to have Nick on, ask how he feels about his theme. I've noticed there's been a lot less Trumpian champion behavior since the season actually started i wonder why is it just like an off-season thing i know it's because he started on two he can't gloat when he's on two although trump keeps i was gonna say i feel like that's inconsistent yeah but anyway we've only gotten one trophy randomly placed around the house picture yeah anyway let's talk about this match gary tim what you got i'm not even looking at it right now um okay relatively respectable scores and oh so 86 is a respectable score uh yeah you're a jerk it's a that's seven you're points higher jerk. than your 79 you're a Yo. jerk you're a jerk um jen's a jerk 5.2 points for your quarterback hurts i mean he won so who cares but yeah that sucks i hate it when that happens quarterbacks are constantly disappointing me it's an yeah. ongoing problem for a segment that I prepared that maybe I can't even afford to do this week because of how late it is, um, I looked at everyone's rosters and I realized there just aren't very many good quarterbacks. I know. Uh, when you when we when it was very obvious that we had very little time to record and needed to do it quickly, like I think I'm just being like defiant. You do this when it is time to go to bed. You will deliver. You will make reasons to procrastinate. But that's like oftentimes the podcast. I'm like, no, I've got to go. I'm tired. It is 10:34 p.m. I think it's just when you start trying to hurry me off to bed, then I get weird about it. Oppositional behavioral disorder. One might say. Anyway, I'm starting to feel tired though. Um, is that kombucha hitting you? No, I actually occurred to me I maybe shouldn't have drank that because of the green tea in it, but I think it'll be fine. <laughs> 
Don't laugh at me, Polk. I'm laughing so hard. And I hope Nick listens to this and like spits out whatever he's drinking. Nick probably doesn't even know what kombucha is. I think not like in a he's dumb way, in a like his brain probably protects him from that information because it's too much hippie nonsense. It is ridiculous hippie nonsense and it smells like garbage, like actual garbage. I wonder if he's been in a Whole Foods yet. Yeah, you're supposed to go with him, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I wanted to be there when he experienced the West Loop Whole Foods for the first time because I thought he'd be so outraged. I think Meg told me he's been since, but I'm not sure. What do you think? I would also really like to go to Whole Foods with Casey Johnson. What do you think of this fantasy football matchup, Jen? I already said I don't have any thoughts. Hugh Hefner just died. That's a bummer, I guess. 91. Sorry, little. New York Times alert. Think of all those bunnies that just got a lot of inheritance. Um, I do just want to point out that um, Tim, high score in the league so far this season, his two starting running backs got 24.3, 22.9, and on his bench is a running back that got 24.8. So that's pretty good. So his running back game is there. It's going well. Casey Johnson said he had good running backs. Way to go, Casey. I... Did my running back, the one that is a bad person, did he do better this week? It's your wide receiver that's a bad person. No. It's Ezekiel oh, Elliott. Oh, no. you, No, the worst one is your wide receiver. Oh, that's why I was confused. I yeah. thought you were saying Ezekiel Elliott did that. No. That's Tyreek Hill. He choked his pregnant girlfriend. Cool. Keep saying it. Tyreek Hill, Jen's wide receiver, Stop. who she drafted with no Stop. hesitation... If we Choked ever do, his pregnant girlfriend. If we ever do the rule change thing, I like where if somebody wins, they get to make a rule. If I ever win again and we've done that, there's a lot of ifs. I'm totally stealing Johnny Rhodes' idea and putting a tax on bad pe- bad players. I don't know how we'll do that when we don't have an auction draft. But I'll figure it out. But you don't know anything about any of these players, Jen. No, you would have to do the actual analysis for me. That I'm, sounds I'm, awful. I'm the higher level thinker. The higher-level copier. Yeah, high-level copier. Egocentric, high-level copier. This is why other people should come on the podcast. Do you notice so what? You and don't. also, she's like, if I win again. But she's like, I'm winning this year. No, I'm not. I said, I'm, if I ever win again. I thought that one. was a perfectly respectable I'm, statement. I'm, I'm number one. I'm Jen. I, oh, my God. Whoa. She has a foam finger on right now. Jen, where did you even get that foam finger that says Tammany Tigers? That's ridiculous. That'd be, a, that'd be a good foam finger. That's really weird. So anyway, thus brings a conclusion to the first third of this podcast. Man, in 2014, five people's high score was set in week eight. Cool. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was my John Oliver invitation. It just, it just it. jumped out at me. <laughs> just popped right off the screen. Cool. <laughs> it, was, it was me, both the Megs, Nick and Tim. <laughs> Wow. Cool. Oh, man. All right. What do you want to talk about next, Jen? We finished week three. That was a, that was was a marathon. Say, I asked you about my player, and I don't think you told me, but that was it. That I Ezekiel Elliott is also a bad person, yes? What yeah, about him? he didn't do well. Did he do better this week? He did better this week. He got 15.4 points. That's okay. pretty good for a cool. running back. Any other thoughts? Mm, who should I pick up? I have to drop that guy. I'm not taking Justin. You should get the best available flex player, Jen. 
I mean, I don't need any more running backs. I obviously need a wide receiver, but they don't look very good. I was looking at Alan Hearns. I don't know. And something Cup and J.J. Nelson. I have Cup. Oh, well, then I guess he got picked I up. I have J.J. Nelson, too. Well, those were both on my watch list, so good job. Yeah, I have Cup and Nelson. Well, yay for you. Yeah, I was active on the waiver wire. I know. I'm telling you, I'm not as active as I once was. Also, this wasn't this week that I did this. I know. I have not really looked at the waiver wire much. Thank you. Yeah, you probably... Hearns... I thought about... Travis Benjamin. Yeah. Brandon Coleman. It's probably Actually, that's probably pretty decent. Although, Willie Sneed is coming back. But, yeah. I would say Alan Hearns or Brandon Coleman. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that I'm going to go to bed soon. So, is there anything you want to cover while I'm still here? Do we have to, like, bet on stuff? We do have to bet on stuff. Um, but by the way, I'm looking up stuff, so I'm going to return to this issue of who I should draft because we're resolving this tonight. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, we have to bet on stuff. Huh. I assume that you did not prepare your... You have to, You are supposed to, before we record every week, both have your predictions done and every other week have the terms of the bet planned. And I'm, I'm go supposed to or you're supposed to ask me and keep track of all of it and do all the work. We, there's nothing for me to ask. It's every week. I view this as your job. So Jen, who do you think is going to win each matchup, and how many points do you put into it? You already did this. Yes, because I did what I said I was going to do. Are you mad, bro? Mad is a slight exaggeration. Who is the person other than Alan Hearns? You said Coleman. Brandon Coleman. Oh no, Alan Hearns looks better than Coleman to me. I'm sure this is really good for everyone. Yeah, I, I bet. Probably all super into it. Oh, J.J. Nelson, though. We even, oh, wait, you got him. I have J.J. Nelson. Bummer. I have Cup. Okay. All right. Um, so, was it also my turn to think of what the bet was? That's exactly what I just said. Damn it. Uh, location for going out to dinner? It's very boring, but okay. I That can be a placeholder. I don't know. No, it's 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 a deal. All right. It is um, decided. Pat's rubbing his temple. <laughs> I've driven him to despair. Okay. Um, me versus... I don't want to talk about me. Uh, let's start with Nick versus Abby. That's an exciting one. Dragon versus Bump Bump. Who you got? Nick, Nick took on Bump Bump 1, and now he's taking on Bump Bump 2. Who you got? I guess Abby. And I assume you're going to do the points at the end. Yep. All right. Tim versus Meg Collins. I'm going to say Tim. All right. Because he's been a little more consistent. He's the number one scorer in the league. Yep. Um, Annalisa versus Megan. I'm going to say Annalisa because bump, bump. And Casey versus Pat. I'm going to say Patrick because I love you. Is that why? I'm going to give that five points of certainty. <laughs> That's a lot of because love. Because of my love. <laughs> That's a lot of love, Jen. And then me versus Gary. I feel like it's a problem that I feel like I have 
to superstitiously bet against myself, but I'm going to keep doing it probably always. Uh, so Gary, my number two certainty is going to be oh, that's hard. You mean second most certain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is going to be I don't know. Um, Tim over Mick Collins. Okay. Then Abby over Nick. Okay. And then Annalise over Meg and then me over Gary. All right. Well, here is the deal, Jen. We had the same prediction for four out of five matches. I said you were going to beat Gary. And I put four out of five points of confidence in that. Oh, my goodness. So that is the only difference between our predictions. So the you versus Gary match is the one deciding factor. Of our little... Who's the real match of the week, though? Is that Nick versus Abby? I mean, that's tricky because, like, Nick did really well last week and you gave him five dragons, but he's 0-2 and, and Abby's 2-0. and So it's not as, like... Well, we've played three games, Jen. I know. So that's um, certainly not true. You mean 1-2 and two and 2-1. Two and yeah, I do. Right. Um, Nick and Meg Collins are both 2-1. and one. Who won in Nick versus Meg? Meg did, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go Tim versus Meg Collins. Okay. I'm, I'm they're, there for they're, that. They're, they have a lot of wins between them, and uh, I think it'll be an exciting match. All right. You uh, need me for anything else? No, you may go. Uh, do I have to bid money to draft this person? If if he is not on wafers, you can get him right away for free. And who am I dropping? I'm dropping Sprouls. Yeah, you sure are. I'll just lock him down now. Oh, guys, you also missed the first live acceptance of a trade offer during the first recording of week three. It was, and then, and then, then I couldn't replicate the magic the second time around. It was a pretty big trade. It's a pretty big trade. So, as Jen departs, I'm gonna move on to the final section. And you know what, guys? It's a visit. Oh, I'm so glad I'm going. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, Patrick. Enjoy the intern and the chill out. Chill out guy. Okay. Chad. Chad. Chad the chill out guy. But this is a real, this is actually really structured and I actually put some work into it. And of course, I'm sad that you're leaving, but you have to do you. Hey, everybody. It's Chill Out Chad, and I know either you started off hot and you're very proud and braggadocious like Jennifer Murphy, or maybe you started off a little slow and you don't like your team like Casey Johnson, but I have a little little morsel for every team in the league, and that is a fake trade. I looked at everyone's roster, and that's why I was talking about how I looked at everyone's roster, or I mean Pat said that he looked at everyone's roster. And uh, specifically, I tried to find an area of need for every team and a strength and a complementary trade partner. And so that is what I've done. These are not perfect, I acknowledge, but I just tried to come up with a, a scenario of a kind of high stakes trade for every team uh, in order that I think is mutually beneficial potentially. I don't think necessarily... Everyone's going to agree to these. I don't think even any of these will actually happen, but just for fun, to get the ball rolling, I wish there were more trades in our league, and so I wanted to kind of uh, look at things. So 
Here I go, in no particular order. Um, Tim and Gary. I view them to be pretty complimentary trade partners. Tim has scored the most points in the league. Uh, he is currently very stacked at running back, um, but he does not have a very good starting quarterback. On the other hand, Gary is a little thin at running back, but he has two excellent quarterbacks. So my suggested trade, my potential trade to, to improve both teams, everybody's a winner, is Tim trades away Chris Thompson, who is the surprise star of the Washington Redskins. And Gary tra trades away Matt Ryan, his ostensibly backup quarterback, because he has Drew Brees. Uh, and so both teams, I think, are magically improved by this trade. And that's kind of the theme here. You guys, if you're worried about your, your weaknesses, go ahead and chill out. Uh, next, I'm going to go ahead and say Meg Collins. I think she's also a little bit thin at uh, running back and has pretty strong wide receivers, as I said at the beginning of the season. Um, obviously, she's thinned out a little bit by Julian Edelman's uh, injury, but she's still very strong, and I think she could afford to thin that out in order to improve her running backs. But you can only ask for so much in, in exchange um, because running backs are hard to come by. So I think that Meg Collins could afford to let go of Des Bryant and in return receive Frank Gore from Abbey. Frank Gore is very old, I know. Des Bryant also kind of old. Um, but uh, he has been scoring surprisingly well so far this season. And if you look at their uh, ranks for their positions and their points per week, I think it actually uh, makes sense for both teams, and they both improve. So Des Bryant for Frank Gore. As I said, I tried to go with big names. These were not, these were not small trades. I didn't want to do small potatoes. I wanted to go big or go home. Uh, next potential trade, um, I'll go with Pat. So I already... Did you already do me? I did not. You want me to do you while you're here? Yeah. Okay, I'll skip. Um, I left. I came back. You like it, huh? I mean, yeah, it was a pretty good idea. I thought so. It, was, it took a lot of work, though, a lot of preparation, because I actually prepare for this podcast. Anyway, so Jen is very stacked at running back and is thin at wide receiver, but... Again, to to get something good in return, you have to give up something pretty big. And these are big-name trades. I said Jen gives up her black sheep, Ezekiel Elliott, and gets a return from Nick Mike Evans. A big-name running back for a big-name wide receiver. I liked Mike Evans last year. Isn't Mike Evans better than Ezekiel Elliott, though? I think it's a fair trade, is what I would say. Um... I guess I maybe just don't know. Like, where would Ezekiel Elliott have been ranked if he hadn't been suspended? He would have been a top five running back. And what is Mike Evans? Like, not in current points scored, but in, like, perception. He's probably, like, four or five at running at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm interested. But my – I don't want to sound like a jerk, but my experience in watching league trades is that those of you who know – things about fantasy football are much more unreasonable than everybody else as far as trading goes. Maybe I was just scarred by Casey. You mean Nick is unreasonable or I'm unreasonable? I mean Nick and you and well not you. I think you actually try very hard to be reasonable. Um I meant mostly I suppose Nick and Casey. Well, again, this is me proposing this obviously. 
Chad. Um, but <laughs> you, you, Chad, <laughs> sure. I what did Casey, Casey like offered me Gronk and he wanted like my whole starting lineup in return. He, and I, I think, think he was serious. He, like, it was like David Johnson for Gronk or something like that. Um, when he wasn't injured. Yes. Sometimes people are a little bit. So yeah, these are, these are an outside perspective other than the Pat and Casey trade that I'm you about to discuss. You should give the first person who accepts like of the first pair of teams that go through with the trade that you proposed a prize. Yes, I will. Um, I will. I will give an undisclosed prize to any <laughs> team that goes through with this trade. Um, you'll get the Chad Chill Out Memorial Trophy. You should like design a logo for them, which would not matter to Gary, but might matter to everyone else. Like you would do like the Photoshop work on a logo. Maybe, maybe something like that. But yeah, so. As I said, I don't I don't expect any of these to actually happen, but I just wanted to look at things that could possibly benefit the teams. Um, so yeah, I'm no, glad. I was thinking about it while I was listening to you talk about it. Like, we really should trade more. I we don't for the obvious like opportunity cost thing. People, especially in our league, no one wants to feel like they're being taken advantage of, and it, people in general are just like reluctant to give up what they have. But like, even if I traded with somebody who got like a better deal than me for a player that I'm not using or not needing because I have another player on my bench that I can swap in, like that still puts me in a better position. Re the other nine members of our eight members of our league. Exactly. That's what that's, I think it is very reasonable to construct mutually beneficial traits because you can improve. I'm saying it might even be reasonable to like, you know that you're not getting the greatest deal, but like if that's all you can get, like you're, you're probably better off taking a not perfect deal than not trading if you have four startable running backs. Yeah, if you're stacked at one position, it makes sense to spread that out. So anyway, I'm taking offers. I don't know who on my team is worth trying to get. But. She has a lot of good running backs. Look at Jen's roster if you want a running back, and that several teams need a running back, so yes. Next, I will... All right, good night for real. All right, bye. Uh, so yes, Pat and Casey. Um, I... I mean, Pat already traded away one good running back, and so it would be difficult to justify trading another. But for the sake of trying to find fun and mutually beneficial trades, I looked at my roster, I looked at everyone else's roster, and I think I could try to trade away proud Green Bay Packer Ty Montgomery, who has been quite strong so far this year. And you know who likes the Green Bay Packers is Casey Johnson from Wisconsin. And in return... I would like to continue to uh, improve Pat's wide receiver core. And so we're going big, as I said. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas for Ty Montgomery is the proposed theoretical trade. Uh, I just wanted to go big, as I said. Tell me what you think, Casey Johnson. Last but not least, and I think this could be... I think that the two biggest trades are the Jen Nick trade and this forthcoming Megan Murphy on Elisa trade. Megan Murphy, already traded with Pat Polk, uh, re- received C.J. Anderson, of, who has been quite good so far this season, although he did have a, a rougher week three than weeks one and two. Um, and so now, actually, I think Meg is pretty good at running back, and maybe she wants to re-strengthen her wide receiver core. So this is a bit of a stretch, potentially, as from a needs standpoint for Megan Murphy. But if you look at the um, the transitive property, the A to B to C of what happens by the series of trades, uh, I received Keenan Allen 
in return for trading away C.J. Anderson. And so Keenan Allen, obviously a, a well-regarded uh, wide receiver for the for the now Los Angeles Chargers. But what I think is she can further work her mojo, trade away C.J. Anderson that she just got because he's so hot this year, and in return from Annalisa, who is pretty stacked a wide receiver but needs a running back, get Odell Beckham Jr., who is probably the most talented wide receiver in the league but can be hot or cold, and the Giants might suck this year. So not reliable, but extremely high ceiling. So C.J. Anderson for Odell Beckham Jr. is my proposed theoretical Meg M. and Annalisa trade. So in in effect, um, via two trades, Meg Murphy would have traded Keenan Allen for Odell Beckham Jr. So that's how I justify um, her trading twice with the same player involved. I think that that is but is considered an upgrade. So anyway, those are my five theoretical trades involving all 10 teams. Tell me what you think. I hope you enjoyed this journey into the theoretical. Have a lovely night, everyone, and uh, have fun in week four. I hope everyone has a good week except for Casey Johnson. Bye!